blessing. Blessing to see all of that. It's a blessing to hear Troy sing. It's a blessing to hear the young lady up talking about her children, wanting to see them saved. I tell you what, I tell you, it's what keeps an old man like me going. It's what keeps an old man like me moving forward, uh, doing what God would have me to do. It's what keeps an old man like me looking around, watching all these young people worried about their children and the salvation of their children. I tell you, it makes me want to. Makes you want to do better. Makes you want to do. Makes you want to do right. Makes you want to stay right. Makes you want to keep it right. Makes you always want to do something. Let me get my reading eyeballs on for me. Those for looking through. These are for reading through. But I tell you, it makes makes you want to do right. Makes you want to keep on. I tell you, there's so much. There's so much false doctrine out there today. There's so much false teaching, false prophets. It's just uh, it's running rapid. Through this uh, this country, it's like a canker. It's, it's just eating away at everything, eating away at everything that uh, I talk to a bunch of people and I listen to what they say and, and I listen to the different takes that they've had of what church was about. And, and, and very very rarely do you, Big John, if you ever meet anyone that actually knows what salvation is about anymore. I mean, away from the church house now, and, and, and it's just like a canker that's just running through this country, and it's just chewing away. It started out in the big cities. Now it's, done, it's, now it's done trickled its way down to the rural areas where we are out here. Nobody, nobody puts God first. Nobody even talks about God. God, God you know, God's like a byword in where, wherever you go nowadays. You know, it used to be, you know, this used to be the Bible belt. Now I think they've given the Bible boot now. Nobody, they only want to talk about those things. Well, they don't even want to even speak of it. They, I tell you, if you speak too much of it, they will get, they'll get livid with you. They will get very, very livid with you. And I'm telling you, they, they really can't understand the fact that I, even in my law, y'all know who me, I'm telling you, y'all know who I am, y'all know all about me, I'm just telling you. But I'm telling you, in my worst day, I knew that that preacher that was trying to talk to me, Katie, wherever they may have been, whoever they may were, they were trying to help me, Brother Paul. Right. They'd they, they, they done it because it was for my own good. I knew that. But today when you talk to people, they, they do not care. I mean, I had enough respect in me to understand that even though I wasn't going to admit it, this is right, and I was wrong. I always knew that down deep in my heart. I knew I was wrong, but I just, well, I, I just wasn't at a point that I could say I was going to be wrong. When Jesus came to where I was at, January the 8th, 2005, he came to where I was at. He knocked on my heart's door, showed me I was wrong. I was lost and on my way to hell. I was lost on my way to hell. He showed me that. And then I said, hey, then I knew that was the right way. Devin, I knew I could step over to where I knew I could accept. I knew I could step over. I knew I could let him have it. Don't ask me how I knew all that was going to work out like that. But I knew that I could trust him. And I knew that he was going to take care of from now on. Yes, sir. Because that right there, I knew it was right. I knew it was right. It felt right from the beginning. But today, here we are. Today, you go out in the world today trying to preach the gospel. Trying to preach that gospel of Jesus to someone. You know what they tell you? I don't want to hear it. It doesn't matter. My own brother told me that. My own brother told me he didn't really care. Y'all looking at me like I'm slap crazy. That's exactly what he told me. He told me he didn't really care. I asked him, I asked him plainly one day. It was a long, long conversation. I said, what do you think is going to happen when you die? I said, don't you care? I don't really care. I don't really make no difference to me. It does my heart good to see you young people start early caring about the salvation of your children. Makes a difference in my life. It makes a difference. It makes me want to try even harder than I've ever tried before. 
to continue on in the right doctrine, in the right way, doing what's right, continuing the, moving forward in this right here. I'm telling you, because there's, there's an order, and we're going to get in, we're going to be in Titus chapter number one in just a minute. It's not going to be real long here, I don't believe at all, but I'm just telling you, it's, it's good scripture, it's, it's good for these times in which we're in, and I think it's a good thing to start off with your brother Tracy to kick the revival off. And not that I know what these men are going to preach, I do not, but I'm telling you, I know they're going to come and they're going to preach good doctrine to us. I know we're going to hear that this coming up week. I know that we're going to get that this week. And I'm telling you, that's what we need. We need to continue in that because I'm telling you, this right here, I'll I, I, I tell you, I say this every time I stand to preach. I'm, I, I always say, remember what Jesus has done for you. Amen. I can't. I always try to remember what he's, I remember who I was, even though I don't dwell in the past, but I hadn't forgot that. I remember, I can remember vividly exactly what was going through my mind and everything just 30 minutes before I got saved. I hadn't forgot that. I mean, but I'm telling you, that right there makes it all the more important to me to continue doing what's right, continue moving forward, continue doing the job I was called to do, doing those things, because I remember those things, and I remember what he done, and I remember how immediate the change was. Hey, did he change yes, it? Did, 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 did everything get right overnight? Not everything. But time, took time for some things, but there was a bunch of things, Brother Paul, that got, it got done right immediately. Yeah. Done right then. And I knew it was done. And I have not forgot what Jesus has done for me. I have not forgot that he came to where I was at, worthless, no count, didn't deserve it by no means. He came to where I was at, and he saved my soul and changed my life forever and ever and ever. And I'm not ever going to forget that. And that's why I'm digging deep in these, they're trying to get a message, to try to, it, not, not that it's a deep message, but I am just really want to make sure I have the mind of God with these things because there's an order, and we're going to get into this order in a minute, but this is the reason we have an order of service and biblical order at that. This is the reason these things are done a certain way. Things are set up a certain way. Churches are set up a certain way. Worship is set up a certain way. And, and this is what God required. God, he said, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. It's not, it's not something that you may do. You must do. We, we must do these things to do those things. God's got it his way for a reason. Let's just read and let God lead us in the way to have us to go today. Titus chapter number 1, <clears throat> verse number 1 says, Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect, and, <clears throat> excuse me, and the acknowledging of the truth which is after godliness, in hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. Listen to this. But hath in due times manifest his word through preaching. Here we are today. Hey, God cannot lie. God will not lie. God has never, hey, hey, everything you ever read in this King James Bible is going to be right. I guarantee you that. But in these last days, he's manifest these things through preaching. How important preaching is. How important it is to know when a man of God gets up to preach, that's important. Because this here, hey, a true man of God which is going to seek God's face, which is going to get a message from God, is going to bring a message that God has sent, that's going to make a difference in all our lives. It's going to make a difference. Every time we come through the door of a church and you get up, I mean, and you sit down and the man gets up to preach a message to us, that's going to make a difference in our life. How important it is that we pray for that man. How we got two men coming this week. I know one I know, one I do not. I've never met before, but I'm praying for them because I know they're going to bring something from God each and every time they stand. 
You should be praying for them. I'm telling you. Hey, this is going to help them. It's going to help you. It's going to help this church. It's going to help each and every one of us. It's going to bring our children closer. It's going to bring our grandchildren closer to God. It's going to bring everything that we've been trying to do closer because we cared enough to pray about the service, pray about the man of God, pray that God give that man a message that's going to help us. Pray for these things. It makes a difference. This is more of the doctrinal things, caring about what caring about what goes on, caring about how our churches are run, caring about the message that goes out. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, there's a lot that don't no more. There's a lot of things that go on in this world today that's doing everything they can to drag the young folk, this young generation, these younger ones away. And just think, they're starting now to start in schools trying to get in their minds, right. trying to warp their mind with the crazy on, things that they do nowadays. So don't you think that, that that's, not, that's not set up of the devil? Don't think for one minute it's not set up right. of the devil. They want to grab a hold to them when they're too little to even think about what's going on yeah. and try to put something in their mind to make them think that's that's going, that was always right. And it ain't right. It ain't right at all according to my Bible. Not, my Bible says it ain't right. It ain't right. I'm telling you. But yet they'll start at that young to mess them up. They'll start that young to try to infiltrate on them. They'll start that young to do it so when they get his age, they don't become so indoctrinated in what the world wants them to have. Man, it'd take 27 preachers 15 years to preach it out of them. Telling you right now. It'd be from now on to preach it out of them because the world has done told them these things. Caesar's done spoke. You know what I'm saying? Hey, and it's up to us. It's up to us to stand firm on what is right. Continuing in that doctrine. Listen to what it says here. But it hath in due times manifested his word through preaching, which is committed unto me according to the commandments of God our Savior. To Titus, mine own son, after the common faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ our Savior. For this cause, verse number five, for this cause I left I thee in Crete. Listen to what he says. That thou shouldest set it so thou shouldest set in order the things that are wanting and ordain elders in every city as I have appointed thee. Listen to this right here. Listen to this. This is what I'm talking about. This is an order, a biblical order of how God set things up. And this is the way it needs to be. And so oftentimes people sidestep these things. And this, is this, and this right here, and people say, oh, brother, that's just, just a little thing. But this is the little thing that becomes a big thing. I, like I've said before, I've gave you this point before. You can start at that door. You can start at that door right there. Brother Paul knows. You can start at that door. You give me a quarter inch, and you let it be off and let it run the whole length of this building. Time it gets up here, you're going to have a mile. You're going to be off a long way. You're going to be off a long way. That's how things start, Jonathan. You give it a little bit. You give the devil a little bit. Say, oh, we're going to do this over here. We're not going to quite do it that way. 20 years down the road, this thing got way off. 20 years off down the road, it's done got way off. How many, how many people has it pulled way off in that time? How many things have happened in that time? How many young people has done got off into something false? How many people, how many, how many uh, families have got off into something and no longer have the concern this young lady had a while ago for right. her children? How, 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 how far is it going to go? It's all because right at the beginning, let it get off just a little bit. Let it a little, little bit, little bit. I'm telling you. Verse number five says, For this cause left I thee in Crete, that thou shouldest set things in order, <clears throat> the things that thou that are wanting, and ordain elders in every city as I appointed thee. If any be blameless, the husband of one wife, having faithful children, not accursed, 
not accused, excuse me, of right or unruly. For a bishop must be blameless as the steward of God, not self-willed, not soon angry, not given to wine, no striker, not given to filthy lucre, but a lover of hospitality, a lover of good men, sober, just, holy, temperate. These are the things, this, this is an order God has set the church up in. I'm glad that we go to a church that these things are still set and established on those things right there because this is the beginning of those things. This is, if you can't adhere to these things, odds are later on down the road, things are going to get off. Things are going to get off course. There's going to be a jump into the track somewhere. Things are going to happen. I'm telling you. Y'all hear me talk about those ones I've told you before. This is how bad false doctrine and false hope, if you will, can be. You've got people with illnesses and things like that that just, just really, really, really want some sort of miracle in their life. I mean, they want a miracle. And you got these people that are like, oh, I call them buzzards myself. They just swooping down, want to take advantage of these folks like that. They, I've told you about the guy. They proved him and showed him a mint tiny watch thing about him one time. He sat there and he has a ministry and he act like he's helped healing these people when really, in fact, his wife's talking to him when they come in. She's getting all the information. He's got his little microphone in his ear. And as the service goes on, She's telling him what their names are, what their illness is, and everything. And he's up there, and they busted him out doing it. And they still flock to him. They still flock to him. He makes $650,000 a year. His wife makes $650,000 a year. His daughter, which is part of the ministry now, makes $650,000 a year. So we're talking about some big money. Is money, is money that important nowadays that they're, they're willing to risk a soul going to hell? Is money so important nowadays? Is money so important nowadays that they would put that over the top like this young lady was asking? Pray for, pray for her children. Is, is it more important that than that soul? Is that more important nowadays? Lord, help us if it is. Lord, help us if the money's become so important that the love and the care of God when he saved our souls has changed us that much. I, I mean, I don't, I ain't nobody's judge, but I would be willing to know that people ain't even saved. There's no way you can be saved and do somebody like that. There's no way you can be saved and, and, and just wring somebody's heart like that right there. There's no way you can do those things. That's, that's, that's just crazy to me. But this is the day in which we live. This is the world in which we live. Unfortunately, even in our own country, these things have happened. This wonderful freedom that we have also has made open the door for some bad things. And it's up to us as independent, fundamental Baptists. Not only, we're not the only ones going to heaven, that's not what I'm saying. But I am saying we have a doctrine that is wonderful according to lining up with the King James Bible. Lining up with these things. It's up to us to continue on showing this fine example of what God wants us to do. Are we going to be perfect? By no means. We're going to make mistakes each and every day. Hey, like we always say around here, we're one big, we're one big happy family, and we get mad at each other regular. But that's okay. We love each other regular too, and that's all that makes the difference right there. Continue on love. We have to do those things because this is what's going to show a generation coming up behind us what's right. This is what's going to help an old man like me. Don't let the gray hair fool you. There's still some fight in me now, I'm telling you. I'm willing to stand up and fight for these kids. I'm willing to stand up and fight for that generation down the road. I'm willing to stand up and stay. Hey, I'm willing to stand up and stand on this thing because I know it's right. I'm telling you, if you've been where I've been, you'll know when you come across what's right, you're going to know what's right.
I'm telling you, because I can, I can point wrong out well. I know what wrong is. But I'm telling you, listen to what the Word of God says here. Verse number 9 says this. Let's just read that. Being lovers of hospitality and lovers of good men, sober, just, holy, and temperate. Listen to this. Holding fast the faithful word as he hath been taught that he may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and to convince the gainsayers. Hey, well, I'm glad we have a pastor that's going to stand up on the word, on good doctrine each and every time, that sound doctrine that's going to get up and preach to us. It's going to help us, and it's also going to help this young man right here. When he goes out into the world somewhere, when those ones come up right there, those gainsayers, and that's just, just, just bringing him any kind of doctrine, he's going to know, well, that ain't what the guys at my, the preacher don't preach that. My other preachers at the church don't preach that. My pastor don't say those things. My Sunday school teacher don't teach me that way. Now he's going to have some questions about him because he sees what sound doctrine is. He knows it. And hey, the best way you'll ever teach him sound doctrine is to live sound doctrine. I cannot, I can't, I can't stress enough the practice of a sound doctrine means so much. Verse number 10, listen to what it says. For there are many, this is, what, this is what I'm saying, this is where we're getting to, and this is the reason we have the order. This is the reason things are set up, because this is why. For there are many unruly and vain talkers and deceivers, especially they of the circumcision. Circumcision was the thing back then, but today it's money. Today it's, a, it's numbers. Today it's attendance. Today it's just whatever wickedness is in someone's mind. Some, some, somebody's warped opinion about what religion is. Somebody's warped opinion about what they may think that heaven may be. All these crazy things I've heard before. I've heard so many things since I've been saved. I've been saved now right at 20 years. I'm telling you, I've heard such, so many things about what people want to tell you, what heaven was going to be like or what that is. And I'm going to, I tell them each and every time, I said, hadn't got to heaven yet. But I'm going to tell you, I know what peace is. Never had peace. Lived 38 years of my life and never knew what peace was. I'm telling you, I've had peace for almost 20 years now. As everything went my way, everything went my way, no. Everything ain't went my way. There's been ups, there's been downs, there's been this hurdle and that hurdle and this going on and that going on. But I'm telling you, never once lost the peace. Never once. What I never had, John, never lost that. Because it was given to me by the Prince of Peace. When the Prince of Peace gives you peace, you got peace. I'm telling you. You ain't going to lose it like that. It ain't going to go away. Things of this world, money can't take it away. The lack of money can't take it away. Those kind of things are never going to, they're never going to interfere with that kind of peace. I'm telling you, this world is just so wicked and so messed up with how they, their, their, their versions of things are. Like I've told you, I mean, I have, I've, had, I've had men I've talked with several occasions Used to work with some, and I tell you, they just give you all, they give you their account, what they're going to do. When I get there, I'm going to do this. When I do this, I'm going to do that. I said, let me tell you what's going to happen for real. You ain't going to do nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? They done gotten to the point where I got a little upset with them. <laughs> but you ain't going to do nothing. You ain't going to tell God not one thing. Right. You think you are. You're going to sit and talk big to me. But when you get there, all you're going to have to do is be in his presence and see what, see exactly who God is. You'll realize that that right there, he is the sovereign power of everything. And you're not going to talk to that. You're not going to say nothing. You're going to beg for mercy. You're going to beg for mercy. You're going to beg for mercy on that day. And what's going to happen is he's going to grab you like the rest of them. Chunk them out on roll. The Bible says, every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess. 
every knee, every tongue. Now, you can do it on this side under salvation, or you can wait till that day, and it's, gonna, it's not going to be good. That's going to be pitching right off into hell right there. But before you go, you're going to do it, though. Before you go. People don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear that part, Jonathan. But it's going to be done. Every, he didn't say, every knee over here is going to do it. Every tongue over yonder is going to do it. Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. You want people to understand that. This is real. This is not. See, they've been watching too many movies. They don't watch too much of those things to where they think this one's got that or this man's got this power. Too many of those movies where they, they, they have these whatever they are, exorcists or whatever they are, they, they want to cast out demons out of people of these people on, uh, today wanting to do these things. And they're going about it all kind of crazy. They have all them, them Catholic-type movies and what have you going on there. And it's got these people so, their, their, their idea of what truth is so obscured to what the truth really is that when you bring them that, they're, one, they're like, they can't be right. Why come they can't be right? This is right. But that can't be right. Hollywood didn't write this book. So evidently in their eyes it can't be right. And I'm going to tell you right now, my Bible teaches me let God be true in every man's life. I know this is the truth. I know this is the truth. And I intend to stand on the truth. Let's read verse 10 again. It said, For there are many unruly and vain talkers and deceivers, especially those that are circumcision. Listen to this here. Listen, I want you to listen, and, and, and now you can really see how these things go full whose mouths must be stopped. Now, that's pretty, that's pretty serious stuff right there. He said they must be stopped. This was back then. Here we are today. Whose mouths must be stopped, who subvert whole houses, teaching things which they ought not for filthy lucre's sake. They do this stuff for money. And he said that they must be stopped. Now, I'm not advocating going out and use physical force against anyone, but now the best way to stop somebody, you want to stop somebody, you bring the truth out. Amen. You, get your, you get your truth in your hand, and you say, well, that's not what my Bible teaches me. What about this over here? That's not what's in my Bible teaches me. You be ready to give that. You, hey, you be ready to give the report. Tell them, what, tell them what the Bible said. What about this over here? What about, well, that's what, not in my Bible. It's not in there. We're going to stand, hey, I'm going to stand on this. Y'all looking at me funny again. I'm just telling you, funny. This is where we are today in which we live. People, people today out in this world, I have never, never in my life seen a time when they would get so violent so quickly. I mean quickly. I mean, I mean, it's just unreal. I mean, we was talking about Amber Alerts right before church started. You never in my life seen so many Amber Alerts come up. Man, Amber, you, you'll be laying in the bed in the middle of the night and your phone just goes off. Sometimes my phone's went off three times in the middle of the night for an Amber Alert. Not the same one either. I'm talking about three different ones. And I'm like, my gracious alive, man. Here we are. These last days, like I say all the time, these are the last days. And it's going to get whacked worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And we need to continue to stand on what's right. I'm telling you, the times, the devil, all this right here is preying upon people that will sidestep, will we'll sit there and, and, and they'll back off a little bit, they'll sidestep this over here, they'll want to turn to the side a little bit, and this is not a time to do that. 
not pointing a finger or saying anything about anyone. I'm just telling you, this is not the time to do that. This is nobody, there's been no greater time in the history of this world to, for a Christian to stand up and be a Christian. That's right. This time is serious. The time is now. We are here for such a time as this. We say that a lot. We are here for that time. This is what we need to stand firm and faithful on all that we've learned, all that we know. Many times as we read our Bible and stuff, don't let those words fall to, to the ground. Don't let them fall to the side. Stand on these words. Let, let the word of God be true in our hearts and our lives all the time. Let this doctrine ring, ring soundly out as we live it. Because here we are in these days, and I'm telling you, I know y'all don't see a lot of things that I, even today that I see, I work at a place that's, I'm telling you, it's, uh, it's, uh, I can't even find the words for that sometimes. But racially charged by all means. Oh, yes. And you trust me, looking like I look is not, not the way to go there. So, You have to be girded up with the word of God and ready. You know what I mean? Because the devil is just looking to wreak havoc in that place every time you turn around. So you need to have the I want, I want to have, I mean, I, and I do it. For, I want to help them, John. I, I want to help them. I really, I want to see them get saved. And I want, that, that'll solve every problem there ever was. If you got a problem with someone else and, and, and that person's lost, if that person got saved, that's going to solve 95% of your problems right there. Because now we got common ground. Now we can now 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 we can we can sit down and talk about Jesus. Now we can sit down and talk about a Savior that gave it all for us. Now we can do those things. That's going to eliminate a lot of the up. Let me move on here. It says verse eleven says, "Whose mouth must be stopped? Who subvert whole houses, teaching things they ought not for filthy lucre's sake?" Listen to this, verse number twelve. One of themselves, a prophet of their own, said, "The Cretans." <coughs> <clears throat> are always liars, evil beasts, slow bellies. This witness is true. Wherefore, rebuke them sharply that they may be sound in the faith. I'm telling you, the day in which we live, how many people that we've known years ago that was this way? How many, how many of those TV evangelists that you've seen maybe when you were younger, older people like me know some TV evangelists have been around a long time. You've seen those older ones a long time ago. They used to be right. And today, I don't know what them, I don't know what they're doing, you know. There's some of them guys on there, they're older than me, running around trying to look like they're 25 or something, you know what I mean? I'm like, my gracious, man, just be an be, be, be old man, it's okay. Let's be right, though. But one thing, one thing I know, their doctrine is about this far apart. You can't be right then and still be right today and have two different types of doctrine. Can't be right both times. Can't be right. Years ago, they had a suit and a tie on, up preaching the King James Bible. Today, they're up there with a shirt half unbuttoned, sleeves rolled up. Some of them's even got tattoos on them now. They've got since they've been saved. Come on. on TV, wanting to preach to you about these things. It's just unreal to me. And the world's just going right along with that. They want to soaking it up, soaking those things up. That's so much we need to put our guard up for our children grandchildren. You young people, listen to what I'm saying here. Stand firm on this. This way is right. This Bible's right. You ain't got to listen to a word I'm saying. All I say is pick up your King James Bible. You read it. Let it speak to you. 
Let it speak to you, because this right here is going to be true no matter what. This is going to stand when the world's on fire. Amen. Forever, O oh Lord, your, thy word is settled in heaven. Forever. It's there. It ain't going to change. He never meant for it to be changed. He, he set it up, and that's the way it is. And never meant for it to be changed. Stand on this. Don't worry about what I say. You stand on this. Let me finish reading this out right here. He said, This witness is true. Wherefore, rebuke them sharply that they may be sound in the faith, not giving heed to Jewish fables or today in the fables that you may hear of any kind, and commandments of men that turn from the truth. Listen to this. Unto the pure, unto the pure all things are pure. Listen to this. But unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure. Nothing. Is that not America today? There's nothing pure. There's nothing, there's nothing that, that means anything to them no more. <clears throat> but even their mind and conscience is defiled. They, pro they profess that they know God. Listen to this. But in works they deny him being abominable and disobedient and to, unto every good work reprobate. All these things, all, all these folks I've just now talked about that may have one time been right, now they step over here. And to see how many people they drug off with them. I couldn't tell you the older people I can remember when I was young, my mama's friends or my grandma's friends and stuff, and they just loved whoever it may be, whoever it was. They just loved that man. Oh, he's so good. He's so good. He's so good. Oh, he's just a great preacher, just right here. You know what I mean? They're in the TV evangelist. I can't remember what it was. Old Roberts. Oh, all, all them. They loved old Roberts back in them days. Man, get up and say, God's going to kill him if he don't get a certain amount of money to build this tower. He didn't, he didn't get the money, and God didn't kill him. So that, That's a strike against you right there. If you're going to prophesy something that don't come true, that means you wasn't called to be a prophet. But, but, you know, I, all jokes aside, you know, that, it's a shame that those things happen. It's a shame that somebody that once stood on the truth will turn from that just because of money, just because of numbers, just because of TV rating, just because of those things. And again, not, you know, I'm not, not trying to embarrass them, but go back to that young lady again wants prayer for her young one. Cares more about this than they do about that. It's unreal to me. It's unreal. How? There's nothing money can buy when it comes to that. There's no, there, there, there's nothing, there's nothing money can buy. But someone who truly loves God, we would give it all to see him saved. Every dime we had, we'd give it all. This whole church, I know, would you give everything you had to see these young and say? But it can't be bought. It can't be, and that's why I say they want to sit down and worry. They gonna sit down and defile it all with money and things of that nature, things of the world, instead of worrying about someone's soul, especially a, a young and soul coming up. They, work, they, they get it all mixed up and what they don't understand. Maybe they do understand. Maybe they're just that wicked they don't care. But they do these things and then what happens with them, Brother Tracy? These kids grow up and see that stuff and they see how to do things like that. I mean, how, how many, I'll just give you a good scenario before I close out here. How many kids do you think are running around that watched Grandma or Granny or whoever it was, didn't have no money, two pennies rubbing together? And they'd give all they'd just about give everything they got to some ministry on TV. And then that guy Jesse ends up going to prison for doing whatever tax evasion, embezzling the money, and running off with a secretary. Who who knows what he went to prison for? 
But they do that thing, and they watch their granny suffer all that time because they give all that money to that man's TV ministry and then turn around, he does that. How do you think that warps them kids' minds? They ain't never going to church. All them folks, that's all they want is your money. They ain't no count. I wouldn't fool with none of them. How many times? I've heard it. I haven't just like I've heard it before. How much important it is that here we are and we stay right and do right. Man, I just heard you preach for the first time. I just, just met you really the other, other week. Man, what a great message that was. Hey, we're going to stay in right. It's going to make the difference. I'm telling you. Stay in right, standing on firm, stand firmly on the word of God, standing firmly on doctrine. Those things are going to make the difference right there. Always will. It always will. And I want to be a part of that. I don't want to slide to the side. I want to be a part of that. I want to say, hey, I want to, if I live up long enough and the Lord delays his coming, I want to see all these youngins. I want to be here when it happens. I want to see it. And I'm telling you, I believe we'll be faithful to his word. He'll be, he'll be faithful to the promises of his word. And I, I, I got to hope that I do. But I do tell you this. Somebody wants to come get a song. <coughs> if the Lord spoke to your heart tonight about these things, I'm telling you, like he spoke with mine. It's a serious, serious thing standing on doctrine because it means something. As we read right here, we see how he set it up. Even back in these days, there were people that was wanting to come in and subvert whole houses all because they wanted their money, all because they wanted something they had, all because they wanted prestige, they wanted their name and likes. They wanted these things, and they would do whatever it took to get it. And here we are today. Our, our, our sole purpose for being here is we want to worship our Lord and Savior. We want to see a younger generation that's lost, that don't, doesn't know God, get saved. We want to see these kids never get out in the world and see the things that I've seen. We want to see those things. That's what we want to do. We want to make sure we're here. We want to make sure that we're doing it right. We want to make sure that we're moving forward for those things because we do not want to falter and fail on it. I beg you. I pray, let God, ask God to help us. Keep us strong in these last days and do those things. Preacher, that's what I got.